The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 205, Andrew. Guess what day it is? It's hump day. It is. Got there a day early this week because of that long weekend. Nice. Bonus. As I've always said, the best part, well, the second best part of a long weekend is a short week that follows. Well, and next week's going to be a fun week, too, because we're down at the Grey Cup Festival on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yes. And then the Oilers are playing a day game on Friday. Yeah, I guess it's, what, Thanksgiving down in the States? Yeah. So, unfortunately, we're not able to go. No. And to our jobs on Friday, we'll no. have to take the day off. Which, you know, after um, you doing a bungee jump and me doing the zip line, it might be a good idea. We need to rethink that. I, I seriously don't remember why I agreed to that. And then I thought about it the other day as I was driving somewhere, and I just thought, no, why did I agree to that? Uh, I agreed to the zip line no. originally. No, no. No, I'm sure. You and I spoke of us racing down the zip line. And, and, and then you said, well, I'll do the bungee. And so you said, I'll do the bungee, because you've done the bungee before. I know. I can't do the bungee. I've got too many injuries. Okay, well, all right. So <laughs> in the interest of full disclosure, what happened was I was doing some personal business on my phone, and I was reading our text line when somebody, and I don't even remember who, because I don't think I looked up, popped in the door, probably Brad Whisker, our producer, said something about bungee. Yeah. And I said something like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but it could have easily been, who wants pizza? Like, I wasn't really, you know what I mean? So anyways, it's fine. Uh, I want to give a quick so shout So are you out. going to do the bungee? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But you know what? Is it done before the show? We're still working We're still working on those details. I okay. think it's best. If we do it during the show. Well, no. I, I think because I'll need a little time to prepare and a little time to recover. I'd I, say about four hours. I think it's actually going to be best um, for the future of our jobs. Yes. To not do it live. Well, you'd want to put a bit of a delay on that for sure. <laughs> Keep the dump, oh, look at Dustin. Yeah, keep the dump button like, handy. Yeah, yeah. So just to make sure, don't you think? So, well, we'll um, see. One of the cool things is, and I found out today that um, the um, the zip line, yes. which is being uh, put on Capital Power, uh -huh. and you just have to make a donation, apparently, to, to do the zip, line, the zip line. To go on the zip And all the money is going to the Edmonton Garrison Military Family Resource oh, Center. Oh, nice. Which okay. is awesome. What's the bungee money going towards? I'm not sure. Okay, well, let's new, find that new out. New knees? Well... If my leg comes off or something like that, mm -hmm. I assume that mm -hmm. I'm covered by some kind of corporate See, I have benefit. injuries from like right here down. Yeah. You would be covered. You, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Well, something to think about. <laughs> uh, may I just say, and I won't identify the company because they haven't given me permission to do so, oh. but last night I was only able to listen to the first two periods of the game on 630 Which, Chat. wowzer. Well, and you know, those, those boys, Bob and Jack, man, do they call a good game. And it was fun to, you know, I never realized how many shots Jack takes at Bob during the course of a broadcast, which was also quite entertaining. Um, Someone was tweeting about them. Were they? It wasn't me. No. No, but it was funny. Someone had tweeted me. I'm just going to say. Was it about hitting the post? No, it, it was, um, um, it was, someone had tweeted and said, Stoffer, um, quote, Connor's only got that, oh, Connor's only managed to get 12 points <laughs> at the last 12 games. And Jack was. <laughs> Do you actually listen to what's coming out of your mouth or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that is. It's quite funny, He actually. did say that. He yeah. said, do you, do you ever listen to what's coming? What, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did want to say that for the second time in a row, and this is unusual in a career oh, of almost 25 or 26 years, I worked last night 
for a company mm-hmm. and a contact that cared about the show. It was an 8.30 show, but the room wasn't right. And mm-hmm. I didn't even say the room wasn't right. I arrived. I changed. I walked you changed towards... changed there? Well, yeah, because, you know, I don't want to wear a suit jacket in the car. Anyways, I was walking towards the room when I was met by the contact to say, it's not right yet. And here's what we're doing to make it right. Good on you. And Keep he it made it right. Yeah. That's two gigs mm-hmm. in a row now where the mm-hmm. contact has actually wanted to get his his or her money's worth out of the show. You know what? And and it's so important. I think I told you this um, that that event with Chris Hadfield not yes. too long ago. Um, you want to talk about someone? And again, he talks about it about being prepared and have everything perfect because as as a mission control specialist, you're in space. Something yes. goes wrong. You need to make sure that your your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed. You need to be prepared. When I watched him get ready for that show that night, mm-hmm. it was it was unreal. Yep. It was absolutely unreal. The How he went over absolutely every tiny detail to going to the very back corner of the room, yep, listening I do, to the speakers, I do the same making thing. sure the lights, and he was a little worried about the lights, but it was, yep. it was um, that's a pro, man. Absolutely, and it's nice when somebody who is not a pro understands what a pro exactly. needs, right? So, like I say, I could have walked in that room and pointed out the four or five things uh-huh. that were wrong with the room, but I didn't have to. They, Which is he, nice. He went in the room and knew mm-hmm. from our conversations and from listening to us on 630 Ched. Um, Whatever nope. you do, just read the intro he gives you. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing which, else. Which now two for two, they've stuck to it word for word, so that's perfect. I'm just telling you, friends. And, and here's the thing, and I know people kid me about that. And, and I was at the bed last week, and somebody brought up my intro. What? There's a reason for that. It's oh, not. Yeah. The reason for it is there's six lines to the intro. It sets everything else up. I call back all mm-hmm. six of those lines mm-hmm. in my act. Mm-hmm. So if you suddenly derivate and go, I, I think I, he'd rather I said this. You just blew one of my bits. That's coming in about seven minutes. So there is a reason why I write it the way I write it. People don't believe that, that, though. But it's true. Uh, And you know it to be true because you've seen my act, you've seen my intro, and you know that they were late. But people think, oh, no, I'm... I'm I'm going to do a better job. I know people these always. Things. No, no, no. Trust me, you're not. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Listen, you got me wound up now. People often try and substitute your bio for your intro because they think, well, isn't no. it interesting that he grew up in Prince Edward Island? Or, okay, if you tell an audience that I grew up in Prince Edward Island, where's the joke about growing up in Prince Edward Island? Like you just gave them a piece of information that I'm not going to relate to or talk mm-hmm. about at all, or. Well, I can't even tell you the worst example because you know the worst example, and it wasn't me that was being introduced. It was I know, yeah, where they but just, it gave away everything. It gave away this person's act before they got the chance to break it to the audience themselves. And it was uh, the introduction included, despite being warned not to do it. The introduction included this person saying, "She doesn't want me to tell you this, but well, I'm telling you anyway." And then told the audience yeah. something she shouldn't have. Mm. That then blew a good seven minutes of her bit, and probably her best seven. And we just stood at the back of the room shaking our heads going, what did you think you were accomplishing there? Did you think you were helping? Mm-hmm. Well, you weren't. No, you're not talking to me. Let's I don't. just make it clear. Do you know the one I thing, know what you're talking about. You know the one that always kills me? And it happens. I do a lot of work down in Calgary, too, as you can imagine, right? As much as I do in yeah. Edmonton. And it always makes me laugh when somebody introduces you by saying... Um, hey, our comedian tonight is from Edmonton. Come on, everybody, boo. We hate Edmonton. It was like, so wait a second. So you are you just wrote a check to me, <laughs> and what you would like to do is turn the entire crowd against me before I even get on mm. stage. That's that's smart. 
I mean, I'm going to bring it up anyway. I'm proud to be from Edmonton, but I'll bring it up and handle it like a pro, not like the best salesman at the car dealership. I... I have the tools to handle it. All right. With that off of his chest, it's mm-hmm. 2.13. We are going down to Calgary. Yes. Yay, we love Calgary. Yes, we do. We are. We're going to check in with uh, Joe McFarland. Uh, well, we talked to him yesterday. Word, yeah. We talked to Joe yesterday about the, the plebiscite. Well, the results are in. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, go through all of that with uh, Joe right after this. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I was hoping for a yes vote tonight. Well, that's Calgary Mayor Nahid Nenshi last night after Calgarians voted no to bidding for the 2026 Olympics. In a non-binding plebiscite, Calgarians have said no to the bid. 56.4% of people voting no, 436 saying yes. Calgary Mayor Nenshi admits he's disappointed by the results, but says the people have spoken clearly. He denies the issue was divisive for his city. A lot of folks have said that this has been a divisive conversation for Calgary. And I got to tell you, I reject that thinking. Because what we had was passionate people talking about the future of the community and talking about what they believe in. And I think that's a tremendous thing. And I got to tell you, despite some of the not very nice stuff online, every single person I talked to in real life, whether it was at the Tim Hortons or on the C train or walking down the street, whatever side, they came on, had thoughtful questions, questions that were rooted in a real love for the city and what we're trying to do together in this city. Well, the No Camp, No Calgary Olympics celebrated last night. The group spokesperson, Aaron Waite, says this was never a vote against Calgary, but simply a vote against hosting the Olympics. It's been a lot of work and a lot of conversations with many, many Calgarians. And all we tried to do was share information to help round out the conversation and ensure that uh, considering hosting the Olympics was thought about in terms of the impact on Calgary and what's best for Calgary today. And it appears that more Calgarians are concerned about that than they are in favour of it. It was never uh, against anything against Calgary. It was definitely a no Calgary Olympics and about hosting the Olympics. We are as passionate about Calgary's future as anybody and we have faith and optimism in Calgary's future and so this was not in any way uh, you know a, a vote against Calgary or other Calgarians. We want Calgary to prosper and do well and we just worried that working with the IOC and hosting the Olympics was not the way to do that. Well the Canadian Olympic Committee says it respects the results but is disappointed with more. We're joined by Joe McFarland the host of Calgary Today on our sister station Global News Radio 770 CHQR Hey Joe. Feel free to boo me. I'm not booing you. <laughs> nope, not going to boo you. Way too much class for that Joe. <laughs> oh, you guys are too sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's not said very often about this show I don't mm, think so. Very there you true. go. <laughs> so Joe what happens now? It's a good question. I have no idea at this point, <laughs> just based on, I mean, our conversation yesterday was definitely aimed at that idea that expect the unexpected. And I said it on the show last night is I had no idea how this thing was going to go. And I think realistically, this thing is dead in the water. There's no way on God's green earth that you're going to see this council go, you know what? 44% is close enough. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that they will, I believe it's Monday, they'll get the recommendation or the official results Friday. Monday they'll be able to discuss it and they'll put it all to bed. Now the real question begins is, 
and actually it's all starting today because the city is rec- making its recommendations for uh, tax increases and mm. that kind of thing as the budget deliberations will begin later on this month. So there's going to be a lot of uh, finger pointing and that kind of thing starting Monday and then I think that will kind of set the stage for the budget deliberations and okay if we I think it's a 3% increase thereabout that they're looking at right now uh, all of a sudden we, we're getting that 3% increase even though we're not having the election. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That debate about oh I don't want my taxes to increase mm. while well, it's still there mm-hmm. so there's going to be a lot more of the blame game still to come, I think. So really, as far as this goes, though, it's just a matter of crossing the T's and dotting the I's and closing the file, I suppose. I, I think so. I think what will end up invariably happening out of this, though, weirdly enough, and I, I got this gut feeling that the Olympic dream for Calgary isn't over yet. Mm. And that's not to say that it's going to be 2030, because I think Salt Lake City might be involved, and I can't see a North American market go against the North American market. But how fun would it be for Calgary to vote, uh, bid for the 2038 games, which would be 50 years after the 88 games, and it gives everybody some lead time to build a new arena and all the other things that we say we need now? Well, that sounds just, like a standard parents' did, approach. Well, not right now. I just did some math, and I'm not even sure. Like, was, you know, I won't be around for like, that. Boy, oh boy! I'll vote in favor of it before I die. <laughs> Joe, I wanted to ask you, and, and you know, maybe it's just an odd thought because of the way my mind works. But as I watched uh, some of the reaction last night, and I saw the no side really celebrating because this was, I suppose, a victory for them. There was some part of me that I just got a little bit of a mm-hmm. pit in my stomach about it because I'm watching people celebrate the end of the other group's dreams. Yeah, and, and that's the weird thing to me, and, and I posted it on Twitter, is this has weirdly become a winners versus losers mm-hmm. thing, and realistically, this is how out of control this whole thing got in the grand scheme of things, is because it really did end up pitting Calgarians against Calgarians, and all of a sudden you had people who were trying to claim they were more Calgarian than the others, mm-hmm. and, and and I think that's where the divisiveness came in. As much as the mayor says, oh, it wasn't as divisive, I think there was an element of it, and I do believe him in the sense that it wasn't really in person, because I think if keyboard warriors came out <laughs> more than anything else, but I do think that this city really needs a reset. I think We've really struggled, like I said yesterday, with uh, downtown office vacancy rates and job losses and that kind of thing. We need something to rally around, and the Olympics were that opportunity, and 44% of the people did say, hey, this is that opportunity. So there's obviously a need in this city to find something to rally around. It's just a matter of finding that right opportunity, And, and I hope that the two sides at some point come together and go, okay, here's the plan going forward and and at least get some sort of majority around that idea. A friend of mine on Facebook last night was um, saying that she voted yes because, and it took her a while to get there, but the way that she thought about it, it was, you know, she would have gone to all the events, she would have taken part in everything, and she would have loved all of that. So for her to have voted no, she described it as, you know, hating your friend's fiancé and then still showing up to the wedding. That's a good way to put it. And I thought that was really, really Mm. interesting. So, Joe, I'm, I'm curious, you know, what is the talk that you're hearing in Calgary today 
about last night's plebiscite. What's the feeling there? Is it, yeah, we've done the right thing? Is it, oh, this is really crampy and a huge disappointment, a combination of both? What What are you sensing? I think there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, and, and I think there's a lot of people prior to the vote who are saying, I want to be a yes, and I was one of those guys, even though I live in Airdrie, so I didn't even have a vote in the <laughs> first place, but uh, I was saying... I was. I want to be a yes. I want to be a guy who stands behind something, and we we've got to kickstart the economy. I called it a, a mini stimulus package, right? Like it gives that opportunity or that thought that we can maybe kickstart the economy that way. It was just the way that w- it was handled that really it felt like it turned a lot of people off, and especially our listeners on our radio station, they were very anti-Olympic from the get. Whereas. It's funny, in my social circles, I'm a little older than I guess our target demographic is, (laughs) but um, a lot of people in my social circles were of the same vein. They were thinking, man, I I was really hoping for this to go forward. And so there's this, it's, it was interesting. One of our executive producer actually tweeted it out last night. He said, I think we're in a bit of an identity crisis right now. We don't know what the next step is. And I think that's probably a fair assessment, and it's probably one that we need to grapple with for a little bit before we can lick our wounds and move forward and figure out what that grand vision is at the end of the day. You know, one of the arguments that I heard, and I actually heard it this morning, so (laughs) a little late, but like you, I don't get a vote on this anyways, but I thought it was a very compelling reason for for Albertans specifically, but Canadians in general, outside of Calgary to not be in favor of this bid. But the argument was, with the infrastructure that was necessary or would have been necessary to put in place in Calgary, why do they get to jump the queue to get that infrastructure money, both provincially and federally, just because they want to host the Olympics? Right. And and it, it that actually resonated with me. I thought, yeah, why is that? But I don't suppose that was part of the argument in Calgary, because Calgarians, whether you get the Olympics or not, would love to have new infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the other thought process was, hey, you know what, we're giving a bunch of money over to Ottawa for uh, for the transition payments or uh, the, the payments out to the, the east, and everybody's going, okay, well, maybe we'll get some of that back. Mm-hmm. And especially with the, the federal money was a different thing altogether because it was money that's already earmarked for national sporting events it's through Sport Canada. The provincial money is a different thing as well because now and i think that would have pitted albertans against one another a little bit in terms of okay well if we're going to be spending 770 million dollars which was uh originally allocated where's that money coming from you know is that coming from uh some leg of an lrt in edmonton or is that going towards uh winning uh, a major highway up to fort mcmurray or whatever the case may be that would have i think kind of resonated a little bit more with with albertans so but on the flip side, there's a lot of Albertans that would have seen the benefits of it. They would have been able to see, you know, new infrastructure mm-hmm. as they're driving around and maybe some added investment as well. Joe, any idea how much money has been spent so far just on investigating the potential for this bid? If memory serves me correct, it's $5 million. And I said this on the air yesterday was, I guarantee you now that there's a no and we're going to be able to put the, the case closed on this file... 
I wouldn't be shocked if we start to see a few FOIP requests being made through <laughs> yeah. Paul's offices to see where that money was spent. Yeah, I've seen some other numbers, Joe. I saw uh, the I province saw spending uh, $2 million hosting the plebiscite. That's the province. $10 million was spent on preparing the bid, but there's no breakdown as to where that money came from. But that was all from, and here's your number, Jay, $30 million. There's a $30 million pool ah, okay. That's uh, from the municipal, provincial, and federal governments, but they didn't right. tap into all okay. of that. I did want to ask you, Joe, about the process of voting, as long as mm. we still got you on the phone, because it was a new way to to, uh, to vote. It wasn't a paper ballot. How did that go? Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bit of a gong show here uh, during municipal election, and so I think there was a lot of people who were going anything's got to be better than what we went through with that. I mean, we waited two or two and a half hours before we started seeing some results during October's election. This one was much smoother, and and I didn't hear very much in the way of complaints. There was a few lineups, but the longest wait was like 15 minutes. So mm. there was no major technical issues. And in fact, when they said that uh, the results were going to be out at 10 o'clock, we would get a 15-minute heads-up, and we got the 15-minute heads-up about five minutes earlier than expected. Oh, wow. So we oh. were actually ahead of the game, which well, was, you know, so the first time. In yeah, th- thanks for Florida. sorting that out. It's not Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, it was good. Good. Uh, Joe, always good to talk to you. Thank you, Thank you for uh, weighing in this afternoon. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.